Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from Guaranteed Money. Have you ever wondered how in-game wagering works or how the lines are set? We speak to Johnny Avello from DraftKings. He breaks it all down and has all the answers for us, plus a preview of this weekend's conference championships, both the NFC and the AFC, coming up in Guaranteed Money. And welcome to Guaranteed Money. What a treat we have in store for you today. Johnny Avello serves as the Race and Sports Operations Director at DraftKings, and he's one of the inaugural guests here on Guaranteed Money. What an honor. You're a Hall of Famer. It's a pleasure to have you, and congrats on the honors a couple of months ago. Oh, thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, and I like the name of the show, Guaranteed Money. Um, you know, nothing's guaranteed, is it? So uh, <laughs> if you're guaranteed, I think you're going to have plenty of listeners. Yeah, exactly. And we and we hope for that because we're taking a real big look at the industry. And now this is an industry that you have have lived and breathed for years. You've watched it evolve. It has become something different than it once was. So maybe let's let's talk a little bit about that to start. What have you noticed over the last couple of decades? Obviously, you took the role at DraftKings um, a couple of years ago. What's really stood out to you, let's say, over the last 10 years as this industry has evolved? Boy, you talk about evolution, my God. You know, you go back. 40 years ago, uh, you know, there was no such thing as betting uh, re remotely on a phone or any other way except walking up to the counter. And then when you walked up to the counter, uh, the, the ticket writer would write your bet by hand and then stamp it with a timestamp. Uh, so things have certainly changed <laughs> since then. Uh, now you walk up to the counter and you make your bet and, uh, you know, the machine writes the bet for you and it's all calculated. But now it's the digital portion uh, that has taken off for us at DraftKings where, you know, we can take bets from multiple states, from the comfort of your home, uh, sure. with many different offerings. Uh, that's the biggest change of all. That's where the growth has been. Uh, one other area of growth has certainly been in-game wagering where you can bet games while the games are going on. Let's let's talk a little bit about that, because I get a lot of questions. You know, I get the guys over. I've been gambling for for decades now. So for me, no question is is new, but no question is dumb either, because I think if you're a novice getting in, you've got a lot of questions, right? Talk to us a little bit about in-game wagering. If I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching, you know, let's say the Denver Nuggets, the guys at the free throw line, I'm watching these numbers change on my phone instantly. How does that happen? Is it is it all computers? Is it all algorithms? Is there a guy in a back room somewhere? Kind of all of that. Um, you know, in-game wagering is fast. And so you it's really hard, although I've tried it at a bricks-and-mortar location, it's really hard unless the customer would be betting on when there were commercial uh, timeouts. But besides that, it's you know, you need to do it on a uh, on an application where you can get your bet in fast. Uh, and so what happens is when the game starts, there's a team – that does different games, and they do have an algorithm that spits out uh, what it should be, but they don't necessarily use that. Uh, they may modify that because they're actually watching the game, and they have a better feel for what's going on rather than the data. Um, so the data supply gives you a good start, but you still need to have guys that are watching. And those guys make all the adjustments uh, as the game's going on um, in, on all those different markets that we offer. So. You know, it, it's quite stressful for, for the trader themselves, but it's uh, – and the better has a lot of fun, I know, because we put up so many different options now. 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Props. I mean, prop bets now seem to be, you know, you, you go on Instagram, you go on any social media account, you've got ultimately one guy at the very least with a lineup of of prop bets that have been parlayed. That's a big change from from yesteryear, is it not? Yeah, you know, parlays were something that we did quite a bit of uh, during Super Bowl. You know, that was it's when we put up 200 or 300, uh, you know, pretty much a, a, a Bible, so to speak, of, of props. But uh, through the years now, DraftKings has evolved these props into a daily occurrence. You could bet like an NFL game, for instance, all those Super Bowl props that you would have normally seen only on Super Bowl right. Sunday, you get to see on every single game, every single regular season, uh, you know, th- during the regular season. And now we've certainly evolved into the playoffs and then Super Bowl will have another a big array of them. But, um, yeah, props are are big with us now. We've introduced the same game parlays. I'm sure you've heard of that where you can go in there and things with the same game, which used to be kind of a correlation. We've made adjustments so that you can bet, uh, will the team win? Will it go over? Uh, you know, will a player score X amount of points? All those different types of options. Bet a small amount, win a large amount. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of the old dollar in a dream, right? The old New York lotto thing, which, you know, people are now turning into that kind of thing with sports. I, I get it. I understand it 100%. I've seen people wager like four or five bucks and the payout is five, 10 grand. So it makes a lot of sense to me. When we talk about the dollars and cents of it all, though, uh, your home state of New York recently obviously gave the green light. The, the doors were open uh, for sports wagering. You've got the state of Arizona claiming to have a, made a billion dollars in the first three months. How big do you think this is going to get? Well, remember, we're only in 18 states so far. Um, and, you know, there are there are 50 states in the uh, U.S. And I don't know if everybody will be on board. I think a good portion, at least 80 to 85 percent should be with maybe over the next five years or so. But then, uh, you know, there's we're going to expand to other countries, uh, you know, hopefully Canada. Uh, you know, I know we had a presence in Ireland. Uh, so I look at this. I look at DraftKings continuously growing. And I think we're just getting started, Ryan. Let's also talk about the technology because we, we mentioned it off the top, but you were sort of an early adopter in all of this. Were you not back in the, the days of, of when? I mean, you were one of the guys who were kind of had your finger on the pulse years before it became mainstream. Yeah, you know, we had an app that we used to offer to the residents of the state of Nevada, uh, and it did a fine job. But, you know, at DraftKings, you have to have something that can scale uh, because there are so many users. And that's what I'm so proud of about the, you know, the DraftKings app, because we've launched these states and you know the kind of volume New York would have, uh, the kind of volume a state like Arizona would have. And we just flipped the switch and we're off and running um, and we can do it. And we're going to be doing that. We did that this morning with Louisiana, uh, eight o'clock this morning. Louisiana went live with remote wagering. Uh, so yeah, uh, really proud of the you know success and the te- what the team has done with our technology. I want to talk a little bit about this weekend's games. Obviously, a, a mind like yours on the show, it would be a mistake not to. But you know, I also like to ask the dumb questions, the ones I know the answers to. So, before we get into the games this weekend, AFC and NFC conference finals, can we talk a little bit about how that line is set? We talked a little bit about the end game, but how is that initial opening line set for people who are are walking into this for the first time? I guess I have to speak on how I used to set lines, uh, you know, back quite a few years ago where, you know, I didn't have any type of data 
uh, the spit out algorithms to spit out and give me what a line should be. Mostly everything was done manually. Uh, but now we do have a, a algorithm that'll spit us out a line, but we have a team of guys that also uh, have an opinion on what that line should be. Uh, and, you know, after they gather and decide what, what it should be, we, we have an opening number. And we try to be one of the first to put it up. During the regular season of the NFL, we'll have the lines up a week ahead of time for the following week's games. Uh, actually, week 10 days, I should say, 10 or 11 days up prior to the following week's games. Um, so we, we, we do like to initiate the first line, consider ourselves market makers. In this particular Chiefs game, uh, we opened this game six and a half, and, uh, you know, we're currently at seven, and it looks like we're even may even get pushed to seven and a half at some point. So it's been a, a lot of chief action, uh, certainly from the opening number last Sunday to where we are now. Uh, but I would expect there's still going to be a lot. It's always about betting. What have you seen lately? And I think what we saw sure. lately was the Chiefs, uh, w- you know, with a with an extensive offense that uh, pretty much went up and down the field against a team that was supposed to be rated one of the better defenses in the NFL. Now, as one of the biggest Bills fans on earth, you're breaking my heart here with that, just bringing me back to that game, that last 13 seconds. But I think you're dead right. I, th- I think the public, I think the Sharps, I think everybody looked at that and thought, if they can do this against the number one defense in football, you know, you got Joe Burrow, he's got no offensive line, he was sacked nine times last week, they're going to have their, their work cut out for them. Yeah, but I'll tell you one thing, Ryan, it doesn't always look uh, as it uh, you know, it doesn't always turn out as that, as it looks as you would perceive it would turn out. And we know that we all know that from uh, betting on sports and watching sports through the years, uh, this game may be totally different. I mean, it, it looked like Mahomes was just point on last week. The Bills defense was all around him. They just could not grab him. Uh, a couple of key grabs. They're just two, just two grabs during the course of the game out of, you know, maybe 12 different opportunities would have changed the whole game. But they weren't able to get him. And once he was able to, uh, you know, alleviate that, he was able to either pass or run for quite a few yards. And that may have been the difference in the game. One of the uh, interesting plays, I mentioned this on the the podcast, uh, you know, for me, the total is always interesting, the over-under. I like the under in this game. I think the number is very high. I don't know where it sits right now. It's about 54 and a half that we're looking at. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. It, it actually went fifty-one and a half. Went to fifty-four and a half. That's a pretty big move on a uh, conference championship game. Three points this early before the game starts. I really believe this thing can reach fifty-five. So, wow, um, okay. If you like the under, you know, fifty-four and a half is not bad. Fifty-five is even better if it gets there. Now, explain to people because I think this is great because you're a great resource to have here. And of course, you know, if you're putting bets on, I highly recommend if you're watching this podcast, do it through DraftKings Sportsbook because uh, Johnny's just a great guy and, you know, well worth your time. When the, a line moves like that, when you talk about it moving three points, for those who don't know, is this a lot of big bets that are coming in? So what we call in the industry the sharp bets, or are these the, the public money that's, that's causing this kind of line movement? It would be a combination of both, but I would say more sharp betters bet over 51 and a half. Um, and maybe this was the reason, you know, you have to look at why sharp bettors bet numbers. Do they think the game is actually going to go under, uh, go over? Maybe not. But they thought that 51 and a half was good value. Everything up to 54, 54 and a half, they thought was good value. Now we're at 54 and a half. Uh, you know, some of those guys may start betting back the other way. And there's some key numbers in there. 53 is a key number. 
54 is a key number, and 55 is a key number if it gets there. So sometimes the guys, the Sharps, just see some value in a lower number and then may bet it back the opposite way, and sometimes it will fall in the middle or uh, put they'll put themselves in a spot where, uh, you know, they, they're going to win a win but not lose wins more than they're going to lose, which is what us bookmakers like to do. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that's exactly what the, the book finds tasty. Let's talk about the NFC. Uh, you've got two teams. I think one of them we thought was going to be there in the L.A. Rams. I think the other one, San Francisco 49ers, have surprised a lot of people. They've flown under the radar. They had an injury-plagued first start to their season. And now they seemingly kind of just bore teams into submission and then strike at the last minute like they did against the Packers. Now we have them here in the NFC Conference Championship against the Rams. Well, they've been striking a lot in the last minute, uh, you know, last uh, <laughs> Latter part of the game. I mean, they, you know, the Rams had this team for dead uh, the second time they met. And this will be the third time these two teams have met. Um, you know, and, and here they are uh, with the winner. If the Rams win, they actually get to host a, a Super Bowl game, which is kind of cool. Uh, Tampa Bay did it last year. It was never done before. And here we are with a possibility of it happened twice in two consecutive years. Um, but, you know, the, these teams know each other well. Uh, this is a really difficult call from a betting perspective, at least in my opinion. Uh, you know, the Rams have have had the better season, but the 49ers are playing probably better towards the end of the season. So uh, can Jimmy Garoppolo hold his composure and get it done again at the end of the game? And will Matthew Stafford, who hasn't been in this role many times, uh, succumb to the pressure and, you know, come up with a big game? Very, very difficult call here. Yeah, I mean, I've I've put it all on the line with uh, my co-host, Anthony Varell. I basically said, listen, I'm going 49ers money line plus 160. That's what I got it at. And I like the and I'm going to have a little sprinkle on Jimmy Garoppolo over the passing total because that number's come down as well. And I think it's in a very nice spot to hit the over. I think I got about 220, 221, somewhere in there. Well, you sound pretty confident and it is guaranteed <laughs> money, as you say. You got to have confidence if you have a show called Guaranteed Money. That's the way it works, right? Um, I want to ask you just just to, to kind of close here. You know, over your career, what are some of the the wilder bets, or maybe the most wild bet you remember witnessing somebody place in a sports book? Maybe it's online that you thought to yourself, "Wow, that guy's got a lot of confidence." Uh, well, I'll tell you a story about a bet I took when I worked at Bally's. Uh, you know, back between 1990 and 2005. Uh, that was before I went to win. We used to host these Friday night fights, uh, you know, ESPN Friday night fights. And so uh, we would put up the line on those fights, and we put up the total. Some Those fights would only go, some would only go three rounds, five rounds. But I remember this one fight I put up where uh, it was a five-round fight, and I had a guy that came up and bet a couple dimes on the under five and then came back. We moved the line. He bet a couple dimes. Well, he ended up having about 15 dimes on the under uh, in that fight. And when the fight went off, the guy went down in the first minute of the fight. Uh, so I found out later that I found out later that the guy that was doing the bets was actually the guy's manager. So talk about a guaranteed bet. I think that was, that was one Ryan for the data that I've learned that make sure that your purses are a little bit higher than some of the bets that are coming in. Johnny, that, that's a fantastic story. You've always got to question it, right? You're like, wait a minute. How did this guy go down so fast? Johnny, will you come back on the show? I certainly will. We'd love to have you. It's been a pleasure. And I know you've got a lot of great stories that we'd love to hear because uh, you are an absolute legend, a Hall of Famer now in the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. That's something I aspired to, by the way, when I was a kid. My mom was not so proud. <laughs> 
<laughs> she went, it wasn't on her list. Let's just say, uh, Johnny Avello. He is the race and sports operations director at DraftKings. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome, Ryan. Have a good day. Hey, it's Ryan Doyle. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.